Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts. Again, we are jumping back into the conversation about our personality framework. Who are we? How has God created us and designed us? And one of the very basic line or basic foundations is really talking about our personalities, our our personality tests and those frameworks that we can use to really discover and become aware of who God has created us to be. We have already talked about spiritual gifts, and I hope that that has been helpful. Um, if you have, if you're not following me on social media, I I encourage you to go over to Instagram, especially my Facebook private group, um, which is a link below, and we have been really diving deeper into that conversation. So go on over to that, and then. Today, we have a phenomenal guest. Her name is Marta Spirk, and she is from Brazil. She is just one of the most beautifully spoken, uh, succinct uh, speakers that I've had on my show. And she is um, an empowerment coach, as well as a wife and a triplet mom, you guys. I have multiples, but I have twins, and this is a triplet mom, so she's got it. She has got it. She is um, a marketing strategist and she helps women all over to simplify marketing their business by reducing overwhelm and procrastination when it comes to content creation. So they can step into visibility, credibility, and profit. She does that with her five-step program called Engage to Serve and her podcast, The Empowered Woman, which has over 100,000 downloads, and The Empowered Woman School Membership and Workshops. She is a gem of a woman, and it was such a gift to be able to speak with her and just get an overview of the basics of Enneagram. And you guys, she says it in such a way that it just clicked today. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Please be sure to leave a review, share with a friend, and just be encouraged. This is exciting and explore who you are, who you are as a person. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts. I am so thrilled to introduce to you Marta Spirk. She is going to be our um, like encyclopedia of <laughs> Enneagram. And um, she is so awesome. I love she is a fellow multiples mom. And, um, you know, like I said, in the beginning of this intro, she is just an unbelievable empowering woman that is empowering other women. And so I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. Super excited to chat. Yes. Okay. So first, I would love for you to just share your heart, where you're coming from, and all about you. So come on in. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much. Well, long story short, I always like to start here because I feel like it's a a very important turning point, or I guess a a huge part of my story is I'm from Brazil originally, and I just grew up with this intense connection with America and with the English language. Mm -hmm. And I started teaching um, uh, English when I was 14. So it was such a passion that people were like, you're good at this, help me. (laughs) And so I started making money off of it. And Um, at around the same time, my mom started growing her church. She's a pastor and having lots of American ministers come to to Brazil. 
And by the time I was 18, I was the official interpreter for large conferences of like thousands of people. It's been broadcast on YouTube. It's gone on TV, on the radio. Sometimes I get people finding me on social media and they're like, oh my gosh, it's you. I've been listening to your voice through the years. And I just, I, it's hard to fathom that you are around there and people know you when you don't know them, you know? Uh Um, But then huge plot twist. So I did eventually marry my American husband, meeting him in a church conference in Oklahoma um, in 2016, we welcomed triplets. Yay. And so, um, they're almost six now. And that was the huge, um, plot twist of my life. Like moving to America was huge. Was that, that was like the first step of me owning myself and my desires, uh, especially coming from a Latin family, mm-hmm. conservative, you know, Latin family, um, and saying goodbye people. I'm eloping. It was a huge blow for my family. And, um, I'm still, you know, coming to terms with it. It's it's so many layers of unpacking and feeling the resistance of people from um, to you wanting to follow your dreams and doing things the way that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And but have, after having the kids, it was my official invitation and challenge to really look at my purpose and find my path uh, because that's something that, and I know you can resonate with that. Having more than one at the same time, it's a huge responsibility of. I don't really have a do over here for these, for these kids. (laughs) I have to figure it out as I go, which we all do, but there is the added intensity of having another human being and being outnumbered in our case. And so that's when I embarked in this journey of really self-discovery. Like what is it that I'm here to do and to contribute to the world? Mm -hmm. And ultimately what I've been finding out more and more again is, um, loving myself, accepting myself and helping other women do the same. Oh, that was so good. We all need that for sure. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, and I know one of the tools that you use is the Enneagram. So, and my main, my main love for you to be on the show is to give us a basic overrun of the Enneagram and how that is helpful in our growth and empowering women. Yes. Well, this tool has changed everything for me because once I was able to see myself through the lens of the Enneagram, that it was like that moment of me coming home to myself and understanding that I'm not like this by chance. I didn't choose this or nobody did this to me. It's who I am. And it is my responsibility to leverage it because it's part of that purpose and it's part of that gift. Oftentimes, we have these desires and we suppress them because we feel like they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's such a fine line because we're living in a world that encourages you to do whatever the heck you want right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, especially as Christians, we're like, no, but there is, there are guidelines for this (laughs) following your heart. Let's take that with a grain of salt. And with me growing up in church too, that has been a little bit of a struggle. Cause it's like, I want to follow my heart, but what does that really mean hmm. when you're also, um, following certain standards, if you will, it's not a free for all. Um, so it's really tough, mm-hmm. I, I believe. And, and in many cases, me going the route of personal development and self-help because it's what I'm doing mm-hmm. has ruffled many feathers, um, in my community and in the people that knew me growing up because they're thinking, Oh, so you're going that way now. Mm -hmm. Like you're completely negating everything. And it's no, what I have found, especially with the Enneagram, it's really confirmation of what I grew up knowing. It's just a different route. 
And again, many people are like, not all routes lead to God. You know, Jesus is the only way. And it's like, no, I understand. But there are certain things that are not taught, that are not talked about, Mm -hmm. that can truly help in this journey. And I feel like the Enneagram is one of them. Um, Just a quick summary. It is a personality framework. It is not a test Mm -hmm. because many people think, you know, Myers-Briggs, DISC assessments. uh, There's so many different things out there that people use in companies and, you know, Mm -hmm. jobs and whatever. And uh, the, the Enneagram is not really a test. The test was created to help guide you into understanding where most likely you fall into, mm-hmm. um, but it's not set into stone. Once you take that, that this is who you are. And the whole purpose is you studying the types and understanding that they all come together. Mm-hmm. You are a combination of many different things. We are not uh, one dimensional. We're very multifaceted, but we have tendencies and we have things that are naturally more appealing to us and therefore more triggering to us than others. And this is what I love so much about the Enneagram because you start being able to separate yourself from others. That's the most beautiful thing we can learn in life. Mm-hmm. It's to separate your own identity from somebody else's because yeah. we grow up like we're kids and we are so original and we're so spontaneous. And then little by little that gets suppressed and saying, this is not how you behave. This is not what you normally say in these situations. And usually the people that are telling us to do these things see the world a certain way. So they start imposing those things on you and you're like, no, but that's not what my heart's telling me. That's not my inclination. So you start second guessing yourself. And then you go living decades of denying who you really are because the people around you were different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that such a crazy thing? It is such a it, profound thing. It's so profound. And so that's why I say that it was me coming home to myself and realizing, oh, it's okay that I think this way. It's mm-hmm. okay that I see the world this way. So many other people out there see the world this way. In fact, they're building amazing things for themselves because they chose to just lean into their natural talents. Mm. Um, And then for me, even comparing that to when you see, you know, in the Bible, there's so many gifts and there's so many uh, different um, ways of um, executing those gifts. Like Mm -hmm. they're evangelists, they're pastors. And I grew up listening to all those things and and thinking, "Mm, I don't think I'm this. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm this. Like you start already trying to think what you already are, but I don't think there is that much depth um, to some of those teachings as the Enneagram can give you into um, even professional profession-wise, like some people have these personality traits and it's not very compatible with certain profession professions Mm -hmm. because it's just not, it doesn't come naturally to them. It's, it's, it's you trying to go against your nature, you know? Mm. So that's, that's the basics of the Enneagram. There are nine types and all of them. And the reason why it's called Enneagram, it's because Ennea is nine and gram is the diagram, right? So all of the types are connected somehow. Um, whether it be because they're close together or there is something called a ladder of ascension, which is, you know, there's so many layers to this. We right. could be studying, talking about this yes. forever, but you take on certain types characteristics, the more self-aware you are and the more self-accepting you are. Mm-hmm. When you are under stress, you take other types characteristics. So yeah. the more aware you are of what's going on and how you're responding to things, the easier it is to take control. Yeah. You can't take control of something you don't understand. Mm. So that's why I love this so much. It's it's not about somebody just 
labeling you and saying you're a type two. It's about you understanding why that is Mm -hmm. and how that manifests in your life. And how can you leverage that to improve your relationships? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, our relationship with ourselves is the basis and the foundation to every single relationship that we have, even a relationship with God, because it's how we perceive ourselves. So we start projecting that onto other people. Well, God must think this about me. Mm -hmm. My parents must think this about me. And then once you go in depth into this, you're like, I was the one thinking this the entire time, (laughs) (laughs) which means I can change that, Uh you know? So everything changes and it's like light bulbs. Nobody was thinking that nobody was feeling that maybe some people may have said that, but the way we interpret things, it it really, it's, it's a skewed way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, and that's why I love using the Enneagram to go back into your past because you start seeing that a lot of the things you've carried over into your adult life was simply a child's interpretation of an event, Mm. period. Mm -hmm. And then it it just scars you in a way throughout life. Every time somebody says something similar, whoever that may be, you interpret it that way because you've just taught yourself to interpret things a certain way. Mm. Once you're able to see that, it's almost like revisiting your childhood home. It's like, oh, this looks so much smaller than it actually was. Why? Mm. Because you were a child. So it's the same thing with memories of the past and then learning to release that forgiveness and being at peace and moving on over. So let me know where you wanted me to take this. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so good. Well, and so our, our November book club with holistic hearts, we are reading Suzanne Stabile's book, new book, um, journey towards wholeness. And it's all about the Enneagram. Um, but it's like Enneagram for, for, a one, like <laughs> it is deep dive into the Enneagram. Okay. So there's a lot of people that are reading that aren't even familiar with the basic Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you, I love how you described, like it's a coming back home and that whole analogy of, of even walking back into your old childhood home and being like, whoa, this is so much smaller than what I thought it was. <laughs> that is so true and so true in our thoughts and our processes of what processes of what we thought was true. Um, and it may not have been that way at all. It was just our perception. And um, so I, I love that. Absolutely. It makes it so much clearer to understand the Enneagram. Um what about, would you go through each type yes. and talk about just those core fears, desires of each one? Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said, there are nine types, they're all interconnected, but they had to start somewhere. So type one is considered the perfectionist and it's the one that, and, and, and I've loved comparing that with the childhood wound because it's the lens that started getting developed because of the environment. And I, I truly believe that it's a combination of you already had those tendencies and your environment contributed to exacerbate. And then that's how your personality, your personal reality Mm. started getting formed. And for once, usually what happens for them to, to take the stance of, I want to fix the world. Mm. It's never good enough. Let's adjust, um, really came from most likely not feeling like they've had enough guidance from their caretakers. And so they took upon themselves the job to judge and criticize mm-hmm. and find fault because they didn't have that guidance. So they were alone in the world, mm-hmm. so to speak, 
to right those wrongs and to fix those mistakes. And that is a great thing. So there's always the good and the bad with it. Right. Uh, and, and Enneagram really is what helped me understand that my weaknesses are also my strengths and my strengths are also my weaknesses. It's all a matter of how are you seeing it and how are you leveraging it? It's all a matter of perspective. So on one side of the spe- spectrum, having a perfectionist stance is really good because you have architects, you have people that build buildings. I always say you wouldn't want to walk on the bridge that I built, not safe people <laughs> or under <laughs> because I'm not super attention to detail, but ones are. Mm-hmm. So that's where you need those people in the world. But then the other side of the spectrum is they're so hypercritical. Some people can't stand it, mm-hmm. right? They take it personally. They say, why is it ever good enough for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not personal. Mm -hmm. So this is super helpful. My husband is the one he's an electrician. Oh, so that makes sense. He would end up being an electrician. He Mm -hmm. needs attention to detail or people can die. (laughs) Things can blow up. So, um, so that is very handy for him in many aspects, but it could create conflict in other aspects Mm -hmm. because he's constantly trying to find fault. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have somebody in your life that is constantly trying to fall, find fault and you don't understand that that's their lens, you start taking it personally. Mm-hmm. You don't love me for who I am, mm-hmm. right? Why can't you just be quiet and let me figure this out on my own? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's part of the process of the one is letting other people be. Yeah. It's not your responsibility to have to fix everything because you're not the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's really the dichotomy that ones live in, which okay. is it's hard, but it's also beautiful in its own way. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so type twos are the helpers. Those are the ones that most likely in childhood, they felt like they needed to step up and um, take on a little bit of the caretaker role. Okay. So whether it be, you know, directly that they, that they received that information or that they just sensed it. So usually older siblings end up being type twos because they see this need of taking care of others, taking care of even the parents, right? Or the caretakers. So they end up being this very selfless uh, people that appear to always put everyone else in front of their own needs, which again, is a very noble thing to do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, can cause a lot of resentment. So when you think strengths and weaknesses, one side of the spectrum, you're always there to meet a need before even somebody says something, you already sensed it. You already fixed it. You already did it. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But that's also a sad space to be in because it's never your turn. So those are the people that I work with. And I always remind them it's your turn. Mm. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn because they're never (laughs) thinking it's their turn. Their turn never happens. And they're okay with that because that's how they've lived their lives. So it's in breaking that pattern to be a little bit more selfish in a healthy way. Right. And to uh, reinforce those boundaries. Yeah. Now I am going to go out. Now I am going to rest. Mm-hmm. Now it is your turn to do something for me because I've already served everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because from other types, that's super easy to do. It is my turn. Hello. Mm-hmm. So see how conflicts and relationships happen is yes. because you grew up thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else comes along and tells you that's not the way to live. And right. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I've been doing it for decades. Right. <laughs> so it's understanding that separation. Oh, that's why I behave this way. I see the world this way. Is it serving me? Mm-hmm. What can I change a little to live in a ha- happier space with myself and with others? Because the problem with Uh, being so selfless is that there is resentment. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't want it to be your turn, you sit there and you wait, like, are you going to do it for me? Mm -hmm. And nobody ever does because you've positioned yourself 
this way of I'm always doing things for people. So we start expecting things from others that don't make any sense because we never set those expectations or, or those boundaries. Yeah. So that's really the, the dichotomy for the two. Wow. For the threes, which is me, that's the one that I resonate with the most. And that's the one that when I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> is, I do the things that I do. So the three is called the achiever. The threes in childhood um, really felt like they needed to do things to take up space. They needed to prove themselves. They needed to prove their worth. Mm -hmm. And for me, and that's one of the things that I explore a lot in my story is interpreting the fact that my mom for a long time said, I never planned for you. I had no intentions of having a second child, Mm -hmm. but when you came along, when I knew I was pregnant, I clearly heard God's voice telling me things would change. Things would turn around and you would be a blessing. Now that's a great story. But of course, throughout the years, I was more hooked in the first part of the story than the second part of the story. And it took me all this time to to pinpoint and see that's what I was holding on to. It was that conflicting information. It was not ill-intentioned, but it's what I caught from Mm -hmm. the whole thing. And it made me feel like, I could never really trust that people genuinely cared for me and loved me mm-hmm. unless I was overperforming, unless I was doing things above and beyond. Now, that is great because I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So people look at me and they're like, whoa, how many hours do you have in the day again? Are you sure it's just 24, Marta? Mm-hmm. Because I'm just on the go all the time. And what people don't understand is that a lot of times there's emptiness in that because I am doing so much to prove myself, not just because I can, not just because it's easy for me because I, I'm just determined and I'm just, you know, it's, it just comes easily to me. Mm -hmm. So the other side of the spectrum is understanding that I can be loved just for being who I am. I don't have to try so hard Mm -hmm. because I am amazing to begin with. Mm -hmm. And in my message of empowerment and doing all the things that I do, um, I really feel like I have such authority to speak about this because I'm the one that struggles with it the most (laughs) by being, (laughs) you know, a three, I'm constantly seeking for external validation. Mm -hmm. All of us do as human beings, but threes in particular thrive on those compliments, except is a bottomless pit. It never fills me up Mm -hmm. until I understand that I have to see it for myself. It's never going to be enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the dichotomy that the threes um, have to coexist with. Yes. Um, The fours, the fours are the individualists and they are the ones that usually artistic creative types are, are, um, identify with this type more because they're more withdrawn. Um, in childhood, they probably felt like, um, no, nobody really understood who they are. Mm -hmm. So that's where you, um, compare it with artists because they, they find unique ways to express their identity and who they are Mm -hmm. because they feel like nobody truly gets them. So they find these different ways. So they tend to be more introverted, um, and resolve things on their own. And so imagine when you are, you know, with a three, for example, it's like, why are you so out there doing all these (laughs) things? Let's just keep it in here, you know? So that's where some of the, the, the conflicts and confusions with other types happen because we're so different. It's almost like extreme opposites. So that's kind of the dichotomy of the four is wanting to prove that they're so unique. And at the same time, not feeling like people never get them fully. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I want you to understand me because I'm so different, but you didn't quite get it yet. Mm, (laughs) So it's those two, those two sides. So I'll just be here by myself. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. (laughs) So if you get those people that are super withdrawn, you're like, it must be personal. They hate me. No, no. They just, they're doing their own thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, (laughs) And it's so funny to see that 
in our kids too. Um, like as they're growing, you start seeing this develop and you're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're not like me. So I need to respect that. Mm -hmm. I can't just force myself in the way that I am onto kids. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's an even greater way of approaching the Enneagram because you want your kids to be fully who they are. At least we should want to want that. Um, fives are a little similar to the fours in the sense of like the seclusion. Um, they're called the investigators. So they want to be overprepared. They want to study. So lots of um, science or people that are drawn to science and investigation and things like that tend to be identified with type fives, mm-hmm. a little similarities with the ones because they want to get everything right before moving forward. Mm-hmm. So there's some hesitation with the fives because they don't just freestyle it like the three would because the three is so hell bent on attention. They improvise. Mm-hmm. The fives are not so much like that because they want everything to be right which is good on one Mm -hmm. side, please be right as a scientist. So you don't lead people astray, but on the same hand, you can't hold on to the stuff until it's hundred percent ready because it's never going to be ready. Uh, So especially when you're talking entrepreneurs, it's the ones that are like studying, taking all the courses, never really acting on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there has a time where you have to take action. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a little hard for the fives because they are a little bit of the odd ducks. Mm -hmm. When you think scientists, they could stay in a freaking lab for hours, hours on end Mm -hmm. and just live that way. But what is the benefit of this? If you don't put it out in the open, right? That's a little bit of that. The six are, um, the loyalists. So the six as a child is, feeling of like there wasn't enough of a sense of security. So they had to um, pretty much not trust their own voice or trust anyone's voices. So when you think about skepticism, Mm -hmm. you see a six, they're constantly afraid of the worst. So many people that you say, you're so pessimistic. You're always thinking of the worst case scenario, like prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Mm -hmm. They're mostly preparing for the worst. They're not (laughs) hoping for the best. Because they're so, they grew up with this sense of insecurity. I have to cover all my bases just in case something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And then again, you clash with another type that are like, let's just go and be Mm -hmm. free. And they're like, no, let's stay here and and save ourselves from the world. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing, but it's also not a so good thing because you don't take risks. You don't put yourself out there with the fear of being hurt. And that is beautiful how type seven, which is the adventure is a little bit of the extreme opposite because the sevens as children, they may not have felt the nurturing that they wanted. So they learn to self-soothe. So think of a seven constantly jumping from one pacifier to the next. Mm -hmm. So those are the people that can't sit still. They're always looking for something else. So usually the life of the party, invite this person and everyone's going to have a good time which is great. We need those people in the world because all of of the other ones of us who are super serious, looking at the facts, checking all the details, you know, then you need somebody to come in and say, life is not just about the numbers and the Mm -hmm. details. But the downside of that is they have a hard time with boredom. They have a hard time sitting through uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. And that is a coping mechanism that they created since childhood that they needed to replace those feelings with something else. And when you think, you know, a six is like as safe as possible, let's not venture out. And then the seven is let's venture out, please, because I would not want to sit here with feeling uncomfortable. Mm. So that's the uh, other side of it. And I identify with the seven a little bit because I am about the fun, but I like (laughs) to say the goals and the achieving rank higher for me than the, I'm willing to sacrifice some of the fun to achieve. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Whereas the adventures are not wanting to sacrifice any of the fun, Mm. but 
that's an important part of life as well. Yeah. The eights yeah. are the challengers. So those are the ones that as children, they may have felt like asking for help or showing signs of weakness would um, result in them being ignored or being criticized. So a little bit in the same sense as the two, they feel the need to be a complimentary caretaker, mm -hmm. but more so for themselves. Like I got this, you don't need to control me. You don't need to worry about me. So in growing up, it's hard for eights to bond with other people because they created this barrier and they put up this wall. Mm -hmm. God forbid I show you that I'm weak or that I need help. Mm -hmm. So it's more in the sense that I got this on my own. Whereas the twos is let me do it for you. Mm -hmm. I will just do it for you. The eights is I got this. Mm -hmm. I don't need your help. So when you have somebody like that, um, like as a woman, for example, in a, in a relationship, it's a little bit hard to bond with somebody like that because it's a collaboration when you're yeah. in a relationship, right? You have to allow them to see certain parts of you and to show vulnerability. So for the eights, it is really hard to show vulnerability and it's also hard for them to keep their mouth shut. So the people that you see that tend to be the no filter people, ones are a little bit like that too, because they see the mistake and they can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. But the twos is more so they love playing devil's advocate and challenging you to your own beliefs and your twos own Twos or eights, sorry. The eights, okay. the eights. Okay, got it. Yeah, so the eights, they're the challenger in the sense that they like to play devil's advocate in the sense okay. of always encouraging you to think in a different way to the point where it could get annoying, mm -hmm. but it's not that they're doing it. Uh, they're, they're doing it intentionally. It's just that the way they see the world, let's, you know, cover all the bases because I don't want anyone to control me. So I need to think of all the possible scenarios here and take charge. Yeah. And finally, the ninth uh, is the peacemaker is the one that avoids conflict at all costs, people that have a really hard time voicing their opinions. And the reason may have been that in childhood, they didn't feel safe ex ex um, voicing their opinions or exploring their feelings. So they end up taking on somebody else's feelings. So there's lots of talk about, you know, being empathic, being intuitive, taking people's emotions. And the nines really embody that, but not in a, in a healthy way, mm -hmm. in the sense of, I can't speak my mind because then you won't love me. Mm. And what if I speak my mind and you don't think the same way, then we can't be friends anymore. Mm. So I will just sit here and pretend like I agree with everything that you, so they get lost a little in themselves because they have a hard time asserting who they are, but on the same hand, that's, it's a very positive way to be because then you're not creating conflict. In fact, I love, um, Dale Carnegie. He has a book that talks about how to win friends and influence people. And he says the best way to win an argument is to not have one in the first place. So the nines really operate out of that space when they're healthy and able to still voice their opinion, mm -hmm. but they understand that in order to avoid conflict, just don't have it to begin with. So this is yeah. all the types in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was, that was like the, the basics of every number. <laughs> and you just rattled that off so well and so clear. Oh man. Okay. So if somebody is listening and they are like, wow, I resonate with a couple of numbers, how would yeah. they, um, explore that of kind of pinpointing which number they are? So I think the easiest thing, usually we look for, what do I really like? And I think that's a great place to, to start, but oftentimes you could say, and I was just having this discussion because I, I teach a little on the love languages as well. And sometimes people are like, I'm all of them. Mm -hmm. I want to be loved <laughs> in all the ways. But in order to pinpoint 
who you really are, it's a lot easier to kind of process of elimination who you're really not. Mm. Cause then it's easier to uh, funnel it into, this is more so who I am. So a good way of doing that is what bothers you the most, mm. right? Is it really annoying to you when somebody makes a mistake? No, not really. So you're probably not a one. Mm. So if you are uh, torn between a couple of the types, which is super common. And this is what I had to do when I was having kind of the confusion of, am I a three or am I a seven? Cause mm-hmm. I'm all about this. I'm like, I really want, I can't sit still. I'm so energetic, but at the end and of the you day, should see bothers, her background. it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. But at the end of the day, for me, like I said, I would sacrifice the fun. I would work harder for something that I really, really want. That's mm-hmm. not to say the sevens are lazy and they don't work hard, but it's just, you know, Compare the two types, Mm -hmm. most likely that you're torn in and try to see what, like if it was last day on earth type situation, like extremes, because that's usually easier. Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that bothers you the most? Like, what would you do? And your answer is right there. Mm. So instead of what do I like the most, maybe think what would bother me the most? Mm. Is it that I feel like I can't speak my mind or is it? I don't know, another type, I, I, I need to do this for people. And I, it's so interesting. I was just in a, in a business retreat and this one person who is clearly a two, she wouldn't sit to eat her food. And it's, everyone was getting annoyed because <laughs> whenever somebody needed something, she would get up. And it's like, before they even said, I need a cup, she comes with the cup mm. and it's a gift. Like yeah. that's such amazing sensitivity mm-hmm. for you to predict these things about people. But there comes a point where you need to sit your butt down and take care of yourself. Right. So yeah. That's when you know. And it's something else that you could do is ask people around you. That yeah. was something that helped me a little in pinpointing the two or separating myself from the type that I was struggling to really decide mm-hmm. is ask people, do you see me as being super anal about this or more about this? And yeah. kind of, you know, play that off, ask yourself, Take it with a grain of salt because people have their own perception of you as well. That's another story. But I would say, look at not only the good things, but also the things you may not be willing to admit to other people Mm -hmm. and start having that conversation with yourself. That's good. That's really good. Oh, man. It's a time to be vulnerable and be brave at the same time. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Marta, this was amazing. I mean, I could not have asked for a better person to just lay all that out. I would love for you because you take this concept and you have written a book and I would love for you to talk about it because I think it would benefit our listeners so much. And especially, um, in the entrepreneur, entrepreneur world. So yes, go for it. Totally. Well, thank you so much. So, um, the name of my book, my upcoming book is called the empowered woman, the ultimate roadmap to business success. And it's not what you may think when you say business success, well, she's going to tell me how to price my offer. She's going to tell me, you know, how to find clients. And it's actually the foundation before all of that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. you really getting vulnerable, just like what you said, getting vulnerable, getting brave and looking at those sides of you that you haven't explored because you didn't think it was necessary or because you genuinely were avoiding it Mm. and living in denial. And so we start, it's a five-step framework. We start with the Enneagram and I guide you through a little bit of what I just talked about where these things started coming up. And I share my own story, like what I said about my mom and how I understood that that was just me interpreting it and how I'm in the power seat of my life. And that's where the empowerment comes in is that I'm responsible for everything in my life that I've created so far. Mm -hmm. We 
And it's because we have so many other variables and other factors that are outside of our control, we end up extending that to say, I have control over nothing. I'm a victim to life. Mm. And we know that's not true. So I know that part of my purpose and calling here on this earth is getting people to look back at themselves and really focus on what they can control. Mm. That's the main thing that we can do as human beings is really looking at what you can do individually Mm -hmm. to start making changes in the world and creating a better place for yourself, for your children and for next future generations. So it's all about uh, really looking at yourself and at your most valuable asset that is yourself and starting from that place of self-love and self-acceptance because especially as entrepreneurs, which is who this book is targeted to, is we need to understand that our business is an extension of ourselves and the way we behave, we're modeling that to clients. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're resentful that people are not doing what we want them to do, let's pay attention to what we're doing because we are setting the tone, whether we realize it or not, we really are. Mm -hmm. So if you want more dream clients, what are you doing on your end to attract that? How Mm -hmm. are you modeling this behavior? If you want more forgiving clients, people that will understand when you have an emergency, people that won't want to suck the life out of you. (laughs) What have you been modeling in that sense, not only as a client to other people, but as a person in the world? So it's really getting honest with yourself and taking away all of the masks and uh, living a life that's more true to who you are. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I want that book. <laughs> so, yeah, it's coming so, out soon. Oh, yes. I was going to say, so when can we order all of those things? Where? All that. So I would encourage uh, people to go to my website, marchesburg.com and sign up to any of my free resources, because if you're in my mailing list, you're going to hear about it. But obviously, if you follow me on social media as Marches Burke anywhere, and also my podcast, The Empowered Woman, you're going to be hearing about it because I'm going to be shouting from the rooftops. Okay. Um, and then you can check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom. And wow, it just totally like clicked in today for me. And I know for my listeners too. So I appreciate you coming in and sharing all of that. It was amazing. Of course, it was my pleasure. I could talk about this for hours. So thank you so much for the opportunity. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow, what an amazing interview full of insight and clarity on the Enneagram. I hope that that blessed you as much as it has me. I have just soaked up all of the information that Marta was shelling out. I've never really heard the Enneagram explained in the way that she did, and she did it so beautifully. You guys, if this is piquing your interest I have an idea for you. In 2022, I will be launching again the Heavenly Commission. It's going to be full of really building on the foundation of who we are and listening and deepening our relationship with the Lord um, in a way that when we know more about Him, we know more about ourselves. And this is for people that are really longing to live intentional, connected, aligned lives, creating goals that actually align with your kingdom identity and living day to day full of wonder and anticipation of a God who is fully present in all of your everyday life. This is a beautiful group coaching course that will be available starting January, 2022. You can sign up from next Wednesday until the end of the year. And I am so 
um, anticipatory over who God is going to bring to the table. I know this course blessed many people last year, and I know it's going to bless even more people this upcoming year. So if you are interested in digging further into your kingdom identity, if you are longing for more than just checking off the boxes of a daily quiet time, and you're, you're wanting that, um, beautiful interaction of the more, then I encourage you to come check it out and, um, yeah, make your life intentional and in alignment and furthering your kingdom purpose and calling.